coming to you live from downtown Detroit. This is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Tuesday edition of Fenzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel here with Joel Conan and Dennis Dick. Uh, on today's show, it's deja vu from yesterday's show. Pretty much the same themes we discussed on Monday are relevant again this morning from the strength in tech to the re reversal of the overnight trade to just buy the dip in the face of political and national and economic turmoil. So that'll be the theme of our show. There is some individual news out there, but uh, it is really going to be a, just a, in, in terms of the themes, a repeat of yesterday's show, our guest is Nick Shaheen, author of Create Income with Option Spreads. He would join us at 8.35. In the meantime, I will throw it now to Joel Conan, who will give us an update on the overnight trading session. Joel, unmute your, why can't your mic mute, man? Zoom is being weird. Okay, I don't know if it was me or you who did that, but you're on mute There's now. nothing ever wrong with Zoom, okay? okay. Don't ever, Sorry. ever criticize Zoom again, okay? You're, Sorry. You're wrong on that. Uh, S&P Futures trading up 13 and a quarter handles. As Spencer said, we did have a buy-the-dip opportunity. Uh, Pre-market low, 30.35. That was the area of a couple closes from last week, but certainly not a real standout support area. Pre-market high, 30.75 and a half. That's our highest level here since uh, since mid or early February. Not much on the daily charts as far as resistance goes. It's wherever the profit takers that wanna that bought the markets overnight choose to sell. That's your resistance point. But 75 and a half right now on crude up 92 cents at 36.36. Uh, definitely helping out this rally. Uh, we're getting into a big air pocket day uh, when you had a high of 40.11 and a low of 34.46. So trading right near the highs of the session, no really identifiable resistance in crude. Gold up 290 at 17.40.70. Silver taking a little breather here as it approaches $19, down 3.2 cents at 18.79 and a half. And this buy everything market is including Bitcoin up $610. And we got we got uh, it over 10,000 now, 10,260. That's where your Bitcoin futures are. Uh, good morning, uh, Triple D. And uh, just from the pre-market pre show, I, I know you're pretty wound up here, so I'll let you take it away. I just wanted, this is, I, well, we, we wanted to name the show today Instant Replay. And I don't know if you did name it that, but this is the identical day to yesterday, it seems like. So what's happened? We've had the violence has escalated. Um, you've seen, obviously, you know, all day yesterday and then overnight, even some police officers getting shot. Not good news, but the violence escalating. Market sells off initially overnight because worried about the violence escalating. And so you go to bed. I go to bed around 11 o'clock and the market's down 15 handles. And I wake up and we're up 15 handles. And again, same story. 
They just come in and they buy the dip no matter what. If you look what's trading higher, same kind of stocks as yesterday. The airlines flying high after having a good day yesterday. The banks flying high after having a good day yesterday. Tech lagging a little bit after lagging a little bit yesterday as well. And we're just doing the same thing over and over again. I mean, this is the, what's the definition of insanity? Uh, doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. So if you're shorting the market, it's the same thing. You're getting punished. Do we just punish the shorts? I don't understand it. No, I don't know if, you know, people are, are putting logic to it, but it's not trading on logic. It's just trading on, we've got the Fed behind us. We know that. So a free look to the upside. That's what money managers are saying. So we'll buy every dip because we know if the market dips significantly, the, the Fed will just print more money to print us the hell out of this. So the Fed can solve all problems and the market's going to continue higher because of that. So you can't be short. Like I said, I got a lot of cash. I have been adding stocks to the long-term portfolios on the dips because I have no choice. I mean, this market just continues to go higher. And I've added some higher beta names too to my portfolio, whether it's a good, you know, maybe this is the top that I, you know, I'm adding higher beta names to my portfolio. But a lot of these stock charts just look like it's from a technical basis, consolidation to go higher. So it's tough, tough to be bearish. So I've, I've silenced the crowd. I mean, yeah. Does that mean you're throwing in the towel on every? I threw in the towel short... two weeks ago. I said we were going to all time highs a week and a half ago. So I've thrown in the towel on the bearish thesis. As soon as we, you know, we're, well, we were trading like 295 on spy. And I said to Joel, I made the bet. Remember 293. And I said, I think we're going to 300. And, you know, we kind of hung out and I said, I think we're going to all time highs. I still think we're going to all time highs. It makes zero sense. And I'm going to have uh, more cash because I don't know when this all comes crashing down and burns. But some of it, okay, so let's stop for a second. Some of it can make sense though, because if you've got interest rates forever low or potentially negative interest rates, how do you value stocks in a negative interest rate environment? If I have cash sitting in my bank account and you know, in Europe, you're, you're faced with the situation right now. You have cash sitting in your bank account. You can be charged interest on that cash sitting in your bank account. So cash is now a liability. And if cash is a liability and you, you don't have any alternatives, I mean, you know, even if interest rates, let's say they're 1%, let's just say we don't go negative and they just stay at 1%. Well, if your interest rates are 1%, you can pay a really high multiple for stocks. Even if you're paying, you know, a P of 50 on a stock, it's still more attractive than sitting in your cash at 1%. So if you think the S&P is overvalued at, you know, 22 or 23 times earnings, and yes, we know it's hard to really get the E. We don't really know where we are with the virus and everything that's happening out there. But, you know, you safely say we're, we're, we're in the, you know, 20s probably, the low 20s on the S&P multiple. Well, when you compare that to cash, it's actually not that expensive because if interest rates were 2 or 3%, well, then, or 3 or 4%, well, then that makes, you know, not, that, that seems a little bit expensive. But when interest rates are 1%, a PE multiple on the S&P of 23, 24 isn't that bad. So if we do come out of the woods from the COVID thing, that's maybe, you know, what the market's saying. We're coming out of the woods. The stocks aren't overvalued. So right. they're not that expensive. This is maybe a morbid way to look at things. But uh, if these protests go on for, I don't know, let's say a few more weeks and the virus doesn't, does not get worse, isn't that a good sign? Like, wouldn't that be like yeah, a really good sure. takeaway? Yeah, I mean, like, that would be sure. a really bad way to look at this. But it would, I, I bet you the market would have, like, eat that up, right? Scott Gottlieb saying it well, and this is what I've been saying too, uh, you know, just looking at it. You've got a couple weeks here. 
you know, yeah. this isn't like all of a sudden, sure. you know, everybody is out there protesting and they're going to get sick tomorrow. There's an incubation period thing for this, you know? So you've got, you've got a couple of weeks where you're before, you're not going to see this thing to start blasting off right away. It'd be a slow, steady climb. And then if it really is spreading, but what's going to help is the warmer weather. So what he was saying this morning, I completely agree with it. You might see, you know, because we're doing more stuff, we're reopening, there's some protests, maybe some more people getting sick from that, but the warmer weather is going to knock it back a little bit too. So maybe you won't see this huge climb. I think you're going to eventually see the second wave, but that might not come till September. Wow. If you don't see, you know, escalate, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the cases going up significantly here for the next couple of months, this market will be at all time highs for sure. So I definitely don't want to be short this market. I mean, the riot thing is a wild card, but they're going to get that figured out. I don't think we're going to have riots here for months and months and months. This is a short-term problem for the markets. And the market is just completely shrugging it off. Whether it should be giving it zero or actually rallying in the face of it seems a little ridiculous. But I don't think you come and you sell stocks because, you know, there's riots. I, I, I think... Um, you know, I, obviously the market isn't doing that because it's not that much of a long-term problem. It's a short-term problem. The COVID thing I thought, you know, was a bigger issue and I still think it's a bigger issue, but I think you've got a window here and that window is you've got summer coming, warmer months, people are going to be outside more. You're not going to see, I don't think you're going to see these cases just fly up here in July and August or even in June because the weather's going to help. So if you think, you know, that, that the cases are going to stabilize, you probably want to be long stocks for the next couple of months. So that's what money managers are thinking. That's what I'm thinking. That's why on, when we get these dips overnight, I'm buying the dips. I bought the uh, dip last night. From what I've noticed in some, in some of the videos, um, a lot of the protesters are wearing masks too. And that helps. Yeah. And that's going to so, help it too. You know, yep. a lot of them aren't as well, but some of them are. The masks help. It's, it's a very tricky situation to be an investor and try to analyze all of this turmoil that we really have and say, buy stocks. It sounds insane, but that's what's happening. And I'm not going to argue with this trend until it breaks. So, you know, I was looking at different stocks, you know, what, you know, still has some value here. Like I said, I bought some Procter & Gamble, but, you know, that's more of a conservative play. But I was putting risk on. I bought four or five stocks a couple of days ago. I bought Spotify which the valuation's nuts, but it doesn't matter because you know what? It looks like it's consolidating and go higher. I'll stop myself out. These are swing trades. I'll Correct. stop myself out at that 175 on Spotify, but look at the chart, Joel. Does that not look like it moved up, coming back off, and now it's like, uh, it's kind of starting to look like it wants to go again. Yep. Yeah. So yep. I think it could go again and make a run for 200. So you know what? As a trade, I'll, I'll take the risk reward at 180, stop myself out at 175 or 174, somewhere in there. You know, you might want to give it a little bit of room and get a look here and maybe a move. And I'm up already a little bit in the trade. I bought, uh, I'm try I bought some, I mean, my Upwork back, um, UPWK. And that's, and I, I haven't decided. I'm, I'm not in love with this one, but I did buy it back because I had sold it higher. And I'm like, okay, well, I got a stop out point. It would be the low of the move at 1140. It's at 12.30, so I rebought that. You got a nice setup there, Dennis, with, uh, uh, with that uh, upwork. I mean, look at – I mean, there's a little roof there. station. Yeah, and a little roof. I mean, I think you, you had – looks like you just got someone that's just trying to work out of a piece at the 12.60 area because you have all these highs from the last seven, eight, nine sessions, right? This 12.50, 12.60, so – a little bit of good news or, you know, uh, upgrade or something along those lines. But uh, that that's really, it, it's, it's really consolidating and just getting tighter You know tighter when I tighter. buy stocks. 
you know my strategy. When do you buy stocks? Do you buy stocks when they're flying up like Zoom Pull and back. they're up 50 points in two days? Or do you Pull buy stocks that have, when they consolidate after a big move? Because often that consolidation will lead to another move. Same way I, when I bought Peloton. I bought Peloton. It, remember, it had the big move from 30 to 36. Came back, and what did Peloton do? Look at the chart. Consolidated for, two, for almost a month, between 30 and 32. And then it started to show some life. And then it took off again. So, you know, this upwork kind of looks like a similar chart to me. I don't know. And it could resolve to the downside. And that's when I would stop myself out. So it takes out 1140. I want to get out of that. But there, this looks like it could be consolidation to go higher. Same thing with the Spotify. It could be consolidation after a big move to eventually start going higher again. The trend is your friend. I'm buying stocks that are in clear uptrends on dips. So that, you know, that's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking at, you know, a stocks, you know, some of these stocks that have really been killed because they're obviously still in clear downtrends and there's a lot of issues still there. Even though some of those stocks, you know, may not be bad ideas as well as trades because it seems like they're buying everything right now. But there's definitely opportunity. Same thing with my Glue Mobile. You know, this was in Zynga was the same thing with Jason Rasnick we were talking. I mean, Zynga consolidated for a couple of days and then starts blasting off. So this is what they do. They have big moves and they sit there and they consolidate for a few days, sometimes even a couple of weeks. But then eventually, they, they usually if the move was higher, the consolidation afterwards is often just, you know, the sellers, okay, I want to- Yeah, my yep, my exactly. And then eventually new buyers just emerge and the stock comes higher. Zoom did the same thing. And, and Zoom's a good one to talk about. We've seen this multiple times in Zoom. Has a big move, comes back, consolidation station, and then moves up again. And then, you know, comes back, consolidation station a couple of days, and then moves up again. Now this move, and we should talk Zoom now, we can move <laughs> off the technicals, because wow. this Zoom move is absolutely ridiculous. This is hot as hell. And, you know, we're going to have Nick Shaheen on in 20 minutes. I love, you know, what he says. It's too hot to chase, but, or, or too high to chase, but too hot to short. Um, I agree. It's very hard to short something when you're coming into a report. People are getting buried on this thing. But take a guess. So I asked my wife last night this question. What do you think, you know, if you, and she doesn't know, you know, doesn't follow stocks closely, but she uses Zoom every day. I'm like, what do you think Zoom is worth? What do you think it's worth? The valuation of Zoom. And she just throws out, I don't know a billion dollars. And she thought she was trying to guess high. I go higher. And she goes, come on. She goes five. I go $5 billion. And she goes, Sh shut up. Uh, like, and then, and then I tell her $60 billion, six, zero, 60 billion. And she's like, this is just nuts. Sell everything. I mean, there's no common sense. There's absolutely no common sense presumed to be worth $60 billion. I see people on Twitter saying, oh, maybe Facebook or Microsoft will buy them. There is zero chance, zero, zero chance that any company will buy Zoom at a $60 billion valuation. Never make money on it. No, it will never be worth 60. It's not worth $60 billion. It is right now because it's the story. It's hot. I'm not going to short it. The story's hot. But if you're putting Zoom in your long-term portfolio right now and saying it's the next big thing, unless they come out and they, you know, they just create all new things, it's, it's next to impossible. And you were making a good point on the pre-pre-market show, Spencer, about Zoom. Um, tell, tell them what you were saying with the barriers to entry. Yeah, look, Zoom is not the first video conferencing uh, software. They are the favorite right now, but they weren't the first. The Skype beat them. You know, Google beat them. Uh, lots of people beat them. Zoom just made it a little bit better. All it takes is for someone else to do it just a little bit better than Zoom. Like all it takes is, I don't know, like let's just 
make it up like a holographic on your screen instead of a box, right? Or some sort of new feature. Yep. That's all it takes is one new really cool feature and, and everyone's gone. Everyone is off Zoom and onto that. Oh, I honestly think one. that the reason that the reason that most people, a lot of people were using Zoom in the past few months is because they got it for work and then it, it just became this like network effect where it's like, oh, like you're on Zoom. Oh, I'm on Zoom. Oh, all right, let's Zoom. Like everybody already has Google. Everybody already has Skype. There's no reason. I mean, I guess Zoom is maybe you could say it's marginally better, but it's not that much better. It's the same service and it's, it's free. Um, so I, don't, I think it was just a, a combo of a network effect with the fact that people were home and they had it for work and they were doing it, using it to chat with their friends. Um, it's a great service, uh, but all it takes is for someone else to do it just a little bit better. And I, I can't, I can't see how Zoom can stay in favor forever because it, eventually somebody else will come into the game. Zoom, Zoom was is is the most recent entry, but Skype. How old is Skype? Fifteen years old. I mean. Yeah. I don't know what Microsoft did with Skype. Oh, they screwed it right up. Uh, yeah. And now they have Microsoft Teams. I think I was on that once. And... Teams, Teams is good. Teams is good. Teams is good. But, like, how, like, remember Uvu? They had a 10 year lead. Yeah. Oh, Uvu. Really Dennis, you remember Uvu? Yeah. I, 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 I used Uvu in college. Or That's what we whatever. did our first uh, pre market prep show on. Uh, <laughs> it had I mean, a... Zoom is an awesome product. Yeah. yeah it's it's good. It's very good. It's an awesome product. It's just not worth $60 billion. It's worth no, something. No. And, and you know what? I probably, you know, if it was a reasonable valuation, if, it, if Zoom was trading at 2 or $3 billion right now, I would tell you it's a takeout candidate. When it's worth $60 billion, it's not a takeout candidate, folks. There's nobody buying Zoom. Nobody's coming. Microsoft isn't coming and buying Zoom. And, and, and you know, obviously going to dilute the hell out of them or, or, you know, use their cash, their stock to come in and pay a ridiculous valuation or something. It's not worth it. You know, you think about YouTube, you know, YouTube got bought for $8 billion by Google back in the day. Um, you know, think about YouTube and how much of a superior, what is YouTube worth if it was public? What would YouTube, if Zoom's worth $60 billion, what's YouTube worth? A couple hundred. A couple hundred for fun. I, I, if, if Zoom is worth $60 billion. So all I'm saying is ride the wave. You know, I tried to buy Zoom last night. I was going to take it home overnight. But it ran up so much on the close, I couldn't bring myself to buy it. You know why? I'm like, it's probably going to continue to run ahead of the earnings. They're going to be talking about it all day tomorrow. You know, it's going to get like on CNBC probably yep, a dozen times. That's going to drive it higher. You got Kramer, you know, pounding the table on Zoom because he jumps on everything that goes up. And this is going to be, you know, th and this is what it is. It's going to, you know, go up probably today just because it's, it's reporting tonight. What happens after tonight? Who knows? I mean, you have shorts scrambling for cover on something like that. What's the short interest? It's got to be yeah, some people I, who are I don't know if, using if, logic here. If it's out, or at least the site that I used didn't have it when I checked yeah, it. Anybody know the short interest on Zoom? I'm, 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 I'm sure it's not insignificant, but I... I only got 7%, so it's not very high, if that's right. In any regard... I'm just warning people because we see this happen again and again. People will buy the longest thing. And then what will happen is they'll buy to 210, think it's going to 300. And then it goes down to 190 and they're like, I can't sell the loss. And then it goes, you know, 180, 170. And then it goes six months later and it's 150. And a year later, it's 100. And then you all of a sudden are stuck in something that you had no intentions on being stuck in. Don't let the trade turn into investment. Zoom is a hot potato right now. It is hot as hell. And it could keep going. It could go to 300. It can go anywhere. If it's worth 60 billion, it could be worth 90 billion. It could go there. It's possible to do that. And that's why I'm not shorting the stock. But I will tell you, 
from my experience, I believe in two years, Zoom is a lot lower, a lot lower, like under $100 in two years. Because you they're, know what? There'll be something else. They're expected to make uh, $202 million, uh, nine cents a share. I mean, they have... They have doubled revenues uh, since they IPO'd and uh, or since their first earnings report, but two hundred and two million uh, on a sixty-one billion dollar valuation. But I, if you're long to stock, I mean, what do you look for? You look for. I would like not that, take it through earnings. I, right after a seventy-point run, it was one hundred and forty-nine dollars. It's up sixty points in the four days ahead of the earnings. It might continue to go. But that's the, what's the gift horse in the mouth saying you use, Joel? If you take that through earnings and you have it on for a trade, it's like in, you're, you're gambling. You're big time gambling. I think, the, I think the expected move is 30 points, somebody said. I didn't look at the options, but somebody just said it um, just on my Twitter feed. So, you know, obviously if you close it to, say, it could run to 220. I wouldn't be surprised if England runs to 220 ahead of it. And say it goes up to 220. And you know it's thirty points, so you're one ninety. Or I think the, the expected move. It, it it's hard. They they kill the ball on these things afterwards. So. Yeah. It's I don't been know. We'll quiet. We'll get thoughts on it in, in fifteen minutes too. It's the hot story though right now. It's hot as hell. Two twelve is the pre market high, and the early range I could give you here, two oh eight fifty. That's based on a, just a short term fifteen minute chart. 2850 looks like your pre-market support. And then the only number you have on the upside is, uh, is 212. It hit that earlier in pre-market trading. Pretty good volume trading here in ZM Zoom. Same theme in Slack, just different day. Because they report on Hot Thursday. as hell, too. Yeah. But not as hot as Zoom. Well, nothing, I mean, is, nothing is as hot as Zoom. But no, nothing is hot as Zoom. There are, degree, there, are, Zoom. there are degrees of hotness, and Slack is hot. I mean, I look at Slack and I think, you know, it was a great, at $30, I tried to buy it to myself and I forgot about it. I wanted to buy it. It was in, you know, this is classic technical analysis. So technical analysis is. is working really well. I mean, that 30, February, March, April, May, just sitting there as resistance, resistance. It breaks out. It comes back. It kind of consolidates around the 30, the old point of resistance, and now it's blasting off. On its way to 40, 39.20 this morning. It gets, you know, Cowan, some glove from Cowan, I believe it was this morning. So, you know, it's going to 40. And these things can get hot. Again, I wouldn't get married to these things, though, because when you look at the Slack valuation, the product itself is cool. We use Slack every day. Very awesome product. But valuation does eventually matter. It doesn't right now for these stocks. But when, you know, the story starts to cool off, that's when valuation starts to matter. As long as the story is hot, you don't have to worry about valuation. It's when the story cools, that's when you have to worry about valuation. This is worth $21 billion. So it's not obscene. I mean, I would think Slack's worth five to six for fun. So, you know, even in a normal world. And now it's hot. The story's hot. So it's not obscene to think that this could go to $30 billion valuation. I mean, if Zoom could go to 60, Slack could go to 30. So I'm not saying come in here and buy it, though, because it's still, I think, way overvalued from a valuation perspective. But right now, the story is hot. So you don't want to short hot stories. And if you know, and if you can catch them at the right time, when Jason Rastic was talking about this at 30 or 31, that was absolutely the right time. You're coming in now at 39. Now you're chasing it. I don't like chasing, so I'm not buying it up at 39. Hit 42 uh, on the first day that it traded. It opened at 38 and a half, hit 42 if you're looking for another target. It also had its uh, all-time closing high on that day as well at 38.62. Uh, trading a, about a buck above it right now. Not sure what the short interest in on this one, but 
just bid. It must be bid here right near the pre-market highs because I see 39.36 is where oh, it's yeah. currently trading and 39.40 is your pre-market high. So 40, just a psychological number. And then if you feel like you want to get out at the all-time high ahead of uh, the report, 42. That was made on the very, very first day of trading in Slack. So, and you know, we can just keep going through the chats, talking to all these stocks that are buzzing, DocuSign, yeah, Docu. DraftKings. Let's talk, talk DraftKings. This thing's in parabolic mode now. This is gonna end ugly here eventually. So if you're in this thing now, I think eventually, I don't, when does DraftKings report? Do we uh, have like a run, is it running up for some reason? Like it's, it's just, just right. so it's, hot. Uh, so hot. There's no reason, but there's- August report. 8th. Yeah. That, oh, and that's, that's a long that's, No, no, no. They, 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 they just reported oh, for, yeah. for the last quarter. So if you, uh, May 15th. Hot, hot, hot as hell. I mean, stocks would go to 44 off and go to 50. I wouldn't surprise me. Again, if you're coming and buying now, this is the definition of chasing. So you know, we're in Consolidation Station. Back when it was around 30, that was the time to strike. You're buying the stocks that have run 14. You know, as you're talking about a stock that is up 50% in five trading sessions. That's chasing. I can't do it. Again, same story, too high for me to chase it, too hot to short, can't short it. So just because I don't know where the party stops, but it will eventually come down and have a significant pullback. Just like Peloton, everybody thought when it went to 45, it had to go to 50. Well, you know, it's slowed right down, but Peloton's interesting now because it's consolidated, had a great candle yesterday, and now it's starting to show some life again. But Peloton's a play on kind of almost anti-market, like with the lockdown. Peloton story could cool off just if we do actually, the reopening goes well. So this is, you know, a wild card there. But DraftKings actually wants to reopen. It wants the sports back. You know, it's crazy that this stock is dependent on sports with no sports really out there, and it's still going straight up. So this story could stay hot for a while. But again, I'd want a pullback, you know, before I jumped into it. I would want to see some type of pullback where you get into some consolidation and now I can control the risk. You buy this thing at 44, it could go to 36 on you. It's still in the uptrend. So you'd be down 20%, yet it still hasn't even violated trend. So when you get a stock this far off a trend, how do you control the risk? You really, you don't want to be selling it until it breaks trend. So you take your Jeff Mackey purple crayon, you know, the trend's probably around $32. It's still, and it's still on an uptrend, even if it pulled back to 32. So how do you control the risk? That's why I don't like to chase because I have no way to control that risk. I want to buy stocks that are hot, buy stocks that are in uptrends, but I want to buy them when they're consolidating, not when they've blasted off for five days in a row. Hey, if, if this is chasing, then all I can say is pass me a shot and let's go. <laughs> you, you, are you in? No, no. <laughs> this is the stuff, though. This goes. G-A-N. You know, Jason Rasnick was chasing a lot of these good ones. They've been moving. The new IPOs are all hot. That thing's just moving here, too. And it's up every single day. You buy it's like clockwork. It's up every day. Eventually, you know, they, they pull back. But right now, all these stocks are hot. So it's tough to just come in and chase these things now. Again, we needed to be buying a week ago when a lot of these stocks were in consolidation station. Now that they've blasted off, um, I, I think this, the trade setup isn't as favorable. Uh, George Gotch made a, uh, a good comment, something like DraftKings, you know, when, when do you slip in that secondary, you know, that offering and taking advantage of the, of the runoff? I mean, so, they just did a reverse merger. I they, like, so I guess they, they, could, uh, right I guess they could do it, but they, do they need it? Uh, no. Uh, but we saw it in funny thing, you know, you, you see companies like DGLY 
it's funny, you know, they have the huge move yesterday. What do they do right away? Secondary, we got a higher stock price. Let's raise some cash because we're burning cash. <laughs> DGLY uh, offering 3.09 million shares at $1.65. DGLY would have been up more today because of the riot escalation of CAXN and all the gun plays are all trading higher. And maybe we could move over there and talk about those. I mean, we missed the gun plays. We, we were talking, you know, AAXN. We were talking quite a few of the riot plays there yesterday. We didn't talk about the gun makers, and the gun makers really blasted off. RGR is up again this morning. SWBI, which is um, it used to be AOBC, but Smith, Smith & Wesson is up another buck here this morning. So they're moving higher. Um, I, I feel like this is probably the rally to sell on those things, though, like the, for, for these things now. You get the two-day move. Eventually, they get the violence under control. It's been a big move for these stocks here. Uh, I'd be locking in profits if I was along these things. Yeah, AAXN, uh, that's also trading up here at a new all-time high. Made an all-time high company. yesterday. And 93.70, so right there, there's a good target. Big gap and go yesterday. Even buying that open didn't give you really a lot of heat yesterday. Uh, opened up, eight, well, a little over a buck, but uh, trading above 92 bucks, 89.75, you can use that. That was the close. That was the old-time closing high from yesterday, and huge volume in that one, too. So the buyers maybe just be getting started in AX. I always mess this symbol up. AAXM. Too many A's. Too many A's. I liked it better when it was Taser. This was a company that went I know. That was so easy. A better name, better ticker symbol. That was the worst thing that they did. The company's been firing on all cylinders forever. The worst thing they did was change their name. I like just for me. <laughs> but I tell you, this is a great company. So, you know, on a pull, significant pullback, I'd be interested, but definitely not chasing. That's the tough part with the market right now. You've got to chase so many stocks. So you're like, you got to look. And that's why when I was looking through the charts and, you know, and I bought a stock like Spotify, I bought it because it hadn't, you know, it's kind of consolidated for a few days. So I can now control the risk to a certain extent. I'm not chasing it. I've got an out, which is, you know, the low from a few days ago. So, you know, that's, that's how I do my swing trading as I, I look, you know, for stocks that are in uptrends, they pull back, maybe not quite the trend line, but they start to consolidate at a period where, okay, now I have a low that I can stop myself out on. And um, that, that's how I do it. That's how I control the rest. It does feel like every day on this show we've given Jason Rasnick props because all his stocks are doing amazing. Oh, but like, but also pace. like, but but also the other side of that is like every stock is up. <laughs> so everything's up. Everything is up. Yeah, yeah. his stocks are up too. But but his also are, his are up more. Jason but also everything's up. up. His are up more. But he's taking yeah. high flyers. True. So Very true. When you're playing Very the true. high flyers, they're going to move. Very so. true. You know, a lot of those names we've been talking about, like the work and stuff, those are those are movers. Those stocks yeah. move. Higher betas, they move. So, uh, so gotta, asked, eventually, you got to lock in some profits on some of these. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, actually, yeah, that was my, my next thought. Is is there anything that you would chase here? Mm, man, you're going to throw me under the bus here. I, I, I don't like chasing at all, but I'm in Amazon. Amazon, yeah, how do you argue with Amazon? It's up here. It's moving up again. You know what? Shopify. What about Shopify? I haven't taken a look at that one in a while. That's in consolidation station right now, SHOP. And it's cooled off because the markets are going up. It's kind of been this laggard trade to a certain extent. It's obviously still play on the lockdown. The reopening is, you know, coming and the reopening seems to be going okay so far. That's why Shopify has maybe cooled off. If I bought it here at 760, I do want to own Shopify. Valuation obviously doesn't make sense at all on this one either, but still, 
you know, when you look at Shopify, here's here's a, here's a, here's a con. What's the, what's the market cap of Shopify right now? I want I want to just do a comparison for you with Zoom. without without looking like. Well, no, I'm just going to look it up. Shopify market cap ninety billion. Zoom were sixty two billion. I will take Shopify at ninety billion all day long over, over Zoom. Zoom. Yeah, all day long. Shopify is a game changer for for e-commerce. It is just a fabulous company. Eventually, it is going to take on Amazon. Shopify is an awesome company. Zoom is an awesome company too. But Shopify has got so many other things going for it. Obviously, completely different companies. But Shopify, just a huge. So if you're looking, and obviously, you know, all these companies have had runs. And I think the Shopify valuation at 90 billion is high. I would, you know, when I bought it originally, the, the market cap was 30 billion on Shopify. It's tripled. So, you know, obviously I went to 60 billion. I thought it got too much or 65. Well, I guess it wasn't that. I, I sold some. So it was like 80 billion. I just thought it had got ahead of itself. It, it, it kind of did, but then it's just continued to get ahead of itself. So I, I'm just looking, you know, if you're looking, sometimes look at the market caps. Don't look at the price. Look at the market caps. But I tell you, Sh uh, Shopify at only one and a half times the market cap of Zoom. I'd like the Shopify long versus Zoom trade long term. The but zoom short, but again, you can't short these things because you could just continue to go. The story is so hot on Zoom, I don't want to short it. But if I could just, you know, at this period in time, maybe use options to protect yourself, which might be a good segue to bring Nick in. But I think you look at Shopify and Zoom, I think Shopify is worth a hell of a lot more than one and a half times Zoom. Just my thoughts. Yeah, Shopify does support an entire industry, more or less. Uh, it, it, everybody's going online yeah. this is the this is the business that brings you online small brings small business online you know and and, and so many other things yeah yeah all right let's bring nick on nick shaheen is the author of create income with option spreads joins us every other tuesday nick i heard you last week on our options boot camp yeah nice job thank you that was a good good opportunity you had a good show going uh, all right, let's talk about Shopify here. Actually, yeah, all right, let's start with Shopify. Yeah, well, no, we, you... we can talk, I, mean, I could pick it up. I totally agree with Dennis and you guys uh, that I would pick Shopify over Zoom just from valuation. So I'm a guy that doesn't believe that cheap is good. In fact, these are growth companies um, and it sh they shouldn't be cheap. They should be expensive. For but sure. To, so let's compare them together. So Dennis said, because of the market cap thing, I'm going to give you another reason. Shopify is twice as cheap as Zoom is. If you think about it, the price to sales is really what matters for growth companies because yep. you're buying the upside potential. Well, for Shopify, it is somewhere in the 40s. Last time I checked, you know, you can correct me on that one, plus or minus five. Uh, and at Zoom, it's uh, almost 75. So in essence, if somebody has a business and you say, I'm going to pay you 75 years worth of your income today to buy your company, that is lunacy. You know what it is for Amazon? It's four. Four. It, not 40, four. And yeah. Amazon grows 30% a year. So it's not yeah. like it doesn't grow. I'm comparing apples to apples. Yeah. But uh, Zoom is insanity. I took a put spread for, for the uh, lottery ticket on the earnings because I think the expectations are ginormous and I just don't see it. I mean, even if they blow away that expectation, things up, the thing's up 40% in four days ahead of it. Yeah, but it just doesn't make sense. So here's the thing. Okay, I buy the fact that they have now, what, 150, 200 more, 300 more million, million users. Sure. Like if they went from 50 to 350, how many of these are paid? And how much is it, did it cost them to sustain this extra usage? So I, I'm not sure. 
I really am not sure. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm just saying I'm not sure. And I don't think the market is sure either. So I just took a dollar fifty a put spread uh, in the next three weeks. Set up the trade for us. Cause this it's is nothing. Cause... It's just buy a $10 put spread at, uh, what was it, 160 yesterday? <laughs> well, how uh, far did you go out? Just, for, just through the earnings? Three weeks. Three, three weeks. weeks. It was like a dollar fifty or a dollar. I can't remember the numbers exactly. I don't have them in front of me. I have so many windows open. I don't want to go there. Yeah. But the idea is to spend a little bit to make a lot of it. And $10 wides for a dip seems to be the easiest way to do it. You could do cheaper with $50, $55 wide spreads. But if, if I'm going for a lottery ticket, I want to spend a dollar or $2 even to make eight, uh, the opportunity to make eight. And I'm either right or wrong. I'm not, it's not a, it's not a trade. It's an actual lottery ticket with better odds than real lotto. lotto. So tell us, you know, let's move away from Zoom. What, what's on your, what, what else are you watching here, Nick? Because we've okay. had a lot going on in the political world here. We've had a lot of riots. We've had a lot of, obviously, uncertainty in the overall wow. macro picture. Yeah. Yet okay. the market continues to go up in this period of uncertainty. And I'm looking at the technicals. The yeah. technicals look pretty good here still, despite, yeah. you know, what's happening in the world. So the, there is maximum risk. We've never had this much risk ever, ever before. Never. In okay. my opinion, we've had no, and we've had, we have zero fear, absolutely no concerns. Yep. And Agreed. we've had, have we ever had a sustained VIX this high for this long? I don't track these. Uh, maybe bespoke, you guys can ask them. Uh, I don't think we've ever had the VIX this high this long. And this is going to, this is bizarre. And people are just buying everything in sight and the riskier, the better. So there is complete reckless behavior. And um, technically, we could go to 3,400 plus. I made that argument about 100 points behind. Yeah. Um, but we should get back to 2,700 and change uh, to, to make it right, at least. And I am very afraid, fundamentally. I am not shorting short term. We are shorting long term uh, by picking a, on puts. Like last, yesterday, I said, I'm going short the small caps, but not, not now out in time. And how do you do that? You just buy put spreads and you sell short-term put spreads against them to be bullish. So short-term bullish, long-term concern. Uh, that's the way to trade it for now. This is gently shorting this lunacy that's going on right now. So I don't want to pick a fight right now but with the technicals because the upside, I can measure the moves. Yeah. Um, but I am concerned over the long term that we're What would ready. be the catalyst, Nick, to take us to 2,700? We, we, we don't need much. We have so much frost, it takes one blip. And, um, you know, Get on wine real fast. Do, you remember, do you remember the year where we had ash in the sky? Do you remember we had a volcano breakout somewhere uh, in Iceland or something? And then even the planes were grounded. Yeah, and, like, 10, like 10 years ago or yeah, 12 something years like ago. We, yeah. yeah, we had like a thousand cuts that just hurt us left and right. We have a thousand cuts right now and nobody's stopping any bleeding. We're just walking right through it. It's like we're on drugs or something. And, we are. We're on yeah. the Fed drugs. <laughs> and, and the medicine will wear off. And then we will figure it out that we have 30 million freaking people out of work. Maybe. Maybe more. I don't know. We have forbearance. I think it's, I think it's closer to 40 maybe. Or more. We, we have forbearance plans that are in place. People saying uh, we have higher um, savings than ever. That's because nobody's paying their mortgage. And they're getting free money from the government. And Bank of America CEO was on TV the other day and he sounded so happy about it. I thought he was a smart guy. I don't know what he sees. Maybe I'm an idiot, but I bet you anything, the, the country is in shambles right now. 
the world is in shambles. So I mean, I'm concerned. I, look, I agree with everything you're saying. I've been trying, I've been saying it too, but the market just keeps going up in my yeah. face. And I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to be yeah. long some of these stocks. I'm going to stop myself yeah. out. I've got stop out points. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to ride the I'm wave. Long, I'm long some stuff. I'm long yeah. uh, Boeing. I went long on a dip. Every time it dipped, I sold puts and puts. Opportunity. At 120 and we bought calls out to November. I think it's going to 225 at least. Uh, so we bought the 180s or whatever, and they're completely like double right now. So I'm riding that out. I did trim back. So I'm playing with house money, basically. Um, went long Verizon uh, on the day it flash closed high and I missed closing it. <laughs> it was like a double in minutes, but I didn't see it. It happened so fast. And that was like, on the oh, on the Friday close with the yes, run up. Yeah. Yes. I was yeah. like, what, what just happened here? That was so, a buy and balance. It was just oh like, it was, it was like, I don't, it was like million, millions of buy on the close. Yeah, it was insane. So it happened yeah. so fast and I was in the chat room. I missed it. There was a rebalance too. So maybe it was part of the rebalance as well, but it was Perhaps. Verizon and Abbott Labs. They just couldn't yeah. stop buying it at the last yeah. five minutes. The, the problem is you know. I'm making a lot of good calls, but some of these are unfolding overnight, like shorting that I knew that the IWM had a fall coming. Ugh. It happened all overnight. Like, dang, never. So, and, and here we are up, but the, the thing to note, for example, is the, uh, the buying how it's, they're tag teaming bulls. So they're not willing to sell. They're selling something to buy something, the rolling rotation. So overnight, look at the ES versus the high of the S today, way higher than the RTY, which is a small caps. So this is a discrepancy I'm watching today. And I want to see how the Momos get bid or not bid, AMD and such, uh, Shopify and such. So this tells you the risk appetite, the real risk appetite. So yesterday we had everything close green. If you look at the scoreboard, the VIX was up big, the markets were up big, no losers. It's like a poker game where nobody's losing money. That's impossible. Somebody has- <laughs> Everybody so, wins. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you got the Fed, everybody wins. Yeah, yeah, somebody's gonna lose somewhere and it's gonna be hospital visits. Our grandkids. It's yeah. gonna be our grandkids that lose. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is our revenge for the millennials. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, big time. <laughs> Gee, thanks. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Oh yeah, Spencer's a millennial. Sorry, Spencer. Well, yeah, I think we use the term millennial wrongly, but anyway, every young person, my son included, he's 18, he's not a millennial, but it's, he's going to have to deal with this crap we're creating right now. Um, I mean, somebody yesterday proposed a program for, uh, for, for the riots, a restitution to all the slavery that happened, and he threw out a figure like 33 or $38 trillion. So, you know, I, I made a joke that we should practice saying quadrillion because we're talking now not only one trillion, two trillion, we're talking 33 trillion or 40 trillion. Money has no value. That's why the Bitcoin and gold are rallying. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I should just buy Bitcoin then. Right? Yes, call, you should. I think so too. I I've, think I've so. been a Bitcoin yeah. hater. I think you yeah. should too. The, the, it does, it's, governments can't hurt it <laughs> because governments are clearly spitting in the face of cash. It means nothing. Zero. It, it, gold long gold i actually have physical gold i'm holding on to it i'm invested in the gld uh, because that's a hedge against the government actions they have they just trashed the value of money absolutely trashed it i mean Nick, what about the financials here yeah. it is. okay so the financials have lately caught a bid and i'm a little concerned so uh, i would go specifics so in fact, like Bank of America, if, you, if you're chasing Bank of America, find the trigger up or down. So going into 26 is not the place to chase it um, because of the recent failure. You remember it took the financials, what, 13 years to come back to life? 
so uh, they've had bad history and they're good to own from the sense of dividend income. If they're allowed to pay dividend, we assume that they will continue to if their balance sheets are good. But because of the fact that we have forbearance plans, they've had interruptions in payments and they're the mortgage servicers. So look at the ones that have mortgage, pro uh, have, have a lot of mortgages on their hands and uh, avoid those for a while because we don't know the outcome of this forbearance program. And I, I've said it maybe before that it is so easy to go into forbearance and the CARES Act made it sound like, oh, just click here. I kid you not. If you yeah, they, yeah, that's pretty much what it was. <laughs> you I actually, there. I didn't even have to do anything. I, I, yep. I was, I signed, on, I signed on to my student loan account, and it was like you're yeah. in forbearance, and I was like, oh, okay. You click one button. There's, you just have to say, I was negatively impacted by COVID nineteen. Period. No confirmation, no nothing. Boom. They kick your payments ninety days. So it's not forgiven payments. It just some of them tax it, tack it onto the back end. Some of them at after the ninety days or sixty days, they'll come back and say, "Here's the new program. How do you want to pay for it?" So I'm financially responsible, fiscally responsible. So if I do this, I know that there's going to be a payment due or a payment plan due starting at the end of it. Most people that get this money uh, from the government and they're not paying, they're going to be spending it. So. Hopefully they're spending it cautiously, but meanwhile, the banks, regardless whether the people spend it correctly or not, they're gonna have to deal with the interruption of payments. So I don't know how they're set up to do that. So I'm concerned about the banks. There's no rush to buy them. So the financials, but they do pay dividends and they're supposed to be financially sound. But uh, I, I chase Shopify. <laughs> the dips in Shopify are, are, are buying opportunities, however, know that these momentum stocks will crash way faster than the markets if we ever have a correction. And we don't see the headlines. I can't tell you where the headlines are gonna come out from, but um, this can't continue long. And the uh, oil in the ra uh, oil market, the rally yeah. there is definitely, definitely helping, right? The uh, oil components, I mean, they're yeah. not really keeping up with it, but... No. Uh, I know you, you look at the you I haven't looked at the USO since they did their reverse split here, yeah. but uh, a lot of, uh, you know, coming back online and going from zero demand to some kind of demand has been great for the oil market. Yeah, well, it used to be where markets equities rallied with oil because oil was telling a growth story. And this is back to that. So usage of oil means people are coming back to business. We haven't had that in so many years. I miss it. So, okay, now you look at oil, if there's actual consumption demand, consumption and demand on it, and it's rallying, it is a reason to rally the markets because it makes sense. Uh, whereas before it didn't, you know, if it went from 50 to 60, there was no reason to jump uh, with the uh, stock market because it's not demand, it's freaking OPEC and they're yap, yap, yap. So it, in this case, yes, it's coming back. It's hard to trade the US. So anytime something reverse splits, I walk away. Um, because it needs time for the stock to remature and it just, you go to look at the all time high and it's like thousands. It just doesn't make sense. Like uh, the old DRYS, if you remember that. I couldn't even read the all time high number on its stock. It reversed so many times. Yeah, dry ships, classic. Yeah. 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 All right, Nick, uh, any final thoughts? Any other ideas, stocks you're playing in this week? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stocks so, you're buying, the, I assume you're not selling anything. So. I, I, I am I am short long-term. By long-term, I mean into the end of the year. 
because the White House has all the incentives to keep the money rolling into the the um, the elections. But uh, this cannot go on. We are broken. There's no doubt about it. Uh, economist or not, you look at things around you and ask your neighbors and your friends, and you'll find out that they're either unemployed or they don't want to go back to work. And this is a god dang problem, people. I am so I've never been this bearish in my life because this is an insanely bad setup for the world. I hate to leave it on a bad note. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, there are into my stocks. No, there's, <laughs> listen, if you're not buying puts to protect yourself into the end of the year, you're making it. You're, you're making you. You're driving 120 miles, 120 miles an hour down the freeway and and little streets and avoiding potholes, and you don't have insurance on your car and your life. That's insanity. You cannot have 100,000, 50,000 risks in the markets with no protection at these highs with this setup. It is reckless. If you don't believe that, like then the you reckless. should. I like yeah. that racer, racer Nick with, yes, the, uh, yes. with the, uh, the roadster analogy. I yes. love it. So love every it. race car driver has a five-point harness on, okay? They don't drive with seat belts. They drive with five-point harness. They, knew their life, they know their lives and they're in danger. Our stocks are in danger at these levels. I should protect myself. You don't have to short the market, at least protect yourself. And it's easy. Just a simple put spreads in the spy will do most people good. All right, Nick Shaheen, you can find more of his thoughts at Racer Nick, also his site, Create Income with Option Spreads. Nick, as always, thanks for the time. And we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Thank you. All right. A little bit of a, a little bit of a leak here on the S and P's. Uh, we are now below that former high of the move at sixty-five and a half. Let's see what happens in mid. It was Nick. He was talking too bearish. He's bringing <laughs> he down the market. To... Market money money manager was like, Nick Shaheen's bearish. Sell, sell, sell. <laughs> Honestly, he's getting me bearish. I'm like, I gotta start selling stuff. I don't need much, dude. You know, I still think you know. There's we ride this wave, but you've gotta protect yourself. Nick making so many good points. Nothing makes sense. The whole market is a hot potato right now, too. None of this makes any logical sense. But ride the technicals until they don't work. Have yourself an out. Whenever you put on a trade, think about where is my contingency plan. Nick's nice when he's got the op. Going to eat the loss and move on because if you don't that's how you end up with Quickly. big losers yep. on your hands you can put on any trade as long as you know where your out is and that's the situation that we're in um that's why it's so hard to buy a zoom at 211 here this morning because where the hell's my out the thing's in an uptrend if it's back at 165 yeah you know it's uh hot as hell it's a good story but you know from a logical perspective i can't just say oh i'm gonna you know if it goes down i know eventually it's come back up because zoom's easily worth 60 billion dollars it's not it's not worth 60 billion dollars it's gonna end ugly but we just don't know where or when the, well, the market says it is like <laughs> tilray <laughs> was til it's till remember tilray what did tilray ray get to on a tilray, come on three hundred dollars tilray went from 150 to 300 to 150 in one day it went to $300, though, and people are like, oh, pot stock's going to be the biggest growth industry ever, and everybody's going to smoke pot, and everybody's going to use medical marijuana to solve every one of their problems. Pot, the cause and solution to all of life's problems. That's what they thought back in 2018. That's quoted from Homer Simpson, but he used alcohol. But <laughs> $300, I mean, it was insane. 
It was insane. And that got silly. But, you know, the valuation of Tilray back then was like 20 or $30 billion. It's 10 bucks now. So eventually these stories cool off and valuation does matter. Story cools off, valuation matters, valuation doesn't make any sense, stock tanks. Story is hot right now in Zoom. Could continue. We could see this at $300. It could happen. I'm not saying it can't. But don't put in your long-term portfolio and think you're making money on this five years from now because I think you lose. Uh, this, okay, investing in Zoom at these prices is nuts. Zoom is getting tight here. I mean, if you consider the volatility that this has had over the last couple sessions, over the last half hour, or since 8.45, not quite since the last half hour, I mean, this thing is two, like 210.50 to 212. So get ready. Above 212, old bets are off on the short side. And even this – Watch this consolidation here, and it's pretty good volume squaring off and a really t almost a buck range. So uh, bulls and bears are squaring up here for Zoom. Hard to pick a target. I mean, on this thing, it's already up seven bucks, but uh, I like those levels. It below 210 and a half. I think you definitely give some back. And 212, well, two, you know, the sky is the limit, I guess, on this one ahead of the report. Like, look at, look at, and it's not just Zoom. Look at Zscaler. Look at these cloud names. And, you know, props to Kramer, that COVID index, he must be just killing it on that. Um, these things have been incredible moves. But if you're buying Zscaler now, we're talking symbol Zebra, Whew. Simon. I mean, this thing, reported earnings, I believe that was an earnings move. But Friday. it's just a gap yep. and go. And it's wide open. I mean, it's making all-time highs. It goes up every day. We saw Twilio, you know, go crazy the same way too. We saw, we're seeing CrowdStrike start to take off. Same way, same thing. I mean, these stocks are hot as hell. Again, though, got to know what you're buying. And, you know, I haven't done the fundamental analysis on, on Zscale. And like I said, fundamentals don't matter right now because the story is hot. So you can trade these things. But you've got to be careful. If you're coming in buying Zscaler now, the thing was 78 bucks three days ago. It's 110 you're asking to get caught in something. So that, that's what it is. When you're chasing stocks, sometimes it works. Sometimes they go higher. You buy high, you sell higher. Sometimes works really well. But don't get stuck. Don't get caught. This one's getting a little, this might be getting a little tired. You had that close yesterday at 109.98, but it's up only two pennies here. So that was an all-time closing high by 11 buck margin up since, uh, since Thursday, 75.80. So I think important for this to hold 110 today if you're actually if you're trying to pick a top in this one you can get something off at 110 give yourself above that high from yesterday at 112.73 very hard to find support on this on the daily basis is uh yesterday's low what i like to you know, keep an eye on the daily highs lows and closes yesterday's low is way down at 96.50 again i see us to mike saying the market left me behind because i was looking at fundamentals I am not telling you to look at fundamentals on how to trade. I'm telling you to look at fundamentals on how to invest. You need to understand what you're investing in. We, Spotify. I, there's no way I would invest in Spotify, but I'm long it right now. Why? Because the story is hot. It can get hotter. It's in consolidation. It's in a nice spot where I think, you know, this thing can take off. I could be wrong, and then I'll get the hell out. But trading and investing are two completely different things. You can put any trade on. Don't even look at valuation right now when you're putting trades on. Trading and valuation do not go together. Trading goes with technicals, momentum, stories, headlines. Earnings reports can move stocks, you know, but this is, you know, that, that is what trading is all about. Investing is like looking at a company 
and saying, I think this company could really grow into something here. And I don't mind paying this valuation for the company because it's justified. You know, that's why I'm a big GARP fan. I've talked about that. So separate it. So don't listen to me and then avoid a stock trade because the valuation is too high. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about trading. Is, it doesn't matter. I'm talking about investing because we have so many newer listeners now. You know, it's been going up. People are, you know, becoming traders and they just want to jump in what's hot. You know, I've been trading 20 years, you know, so I've got a lot of experience doing this stuff. You know, I make somewhere, like how many trades, you know, like I've got overnight position. I make, you know, and I've sold something. I made 50, I trade 50 different stocks, 70 different stocks, you know, yesterday. So, you know, I, I make a lot of trades, like millions of physical trades I've made. And I will tell you, from my trading perspective, I'm not looking, oh, I like, you know, I'm analyzing the balance sheet and then making a trade on it. Trading is completely different. I do almost zero fundamental analysis with my trading. But as on this show, I'm not just speaking to traders. I'm speaking to investors as well. You have to separate it. So you go with, you know, what's hot. You know, I'm always buying what's hot when I'm trading and I'm shorting what's weak when I'm trading. I don't invest that way. A lot of times as an investment, I will buy, you know, a stock if I think it's undervalued and a good company and forget about it. And, you know, like Procter & Gamble when I was, you know, I, I put that in for an investment. But you got to know what you're coming into and you have to be able to separate it because if you're just looking, you know, at fundamentals on what to trade, you're not going to make any money trading. So the market will leave you behind. So it's a good point. If you're looking at fundamentals on what to buy, you're probably going to get left behind. I mean, but you can look to what the story is going to be and that's a different story. So, but it, I shouldn't say fundamentals, valuation is what I'm talking about. When you look at, if you're looking at valuation on what to trade, that's not, not the recipe for success. Look for the, where the story can go. You know, Jason Rasnick is thinking, okay, well, where is this going to get hot? You know, here, you know, we're in a lockdown. People might want to, you know, look at to Peloton and he's talking about it back at 30. So he's using, you know, the, the information that is out there to see where the story is going to go, to try to get ahead of the story. And that's, you know, how you make money trading is getting ahead of the story, not getting ahead of the valuation. All right. We got about two minutes left here. Is there any earnings reports that uh, we still no, want to cover? No, I, I do, do want to cover Salesforce real fast just because it came up on the chat like a half hour ago and, and I said I would get to it. Sure. Uh, want to give some thoughts on, on CRM. It's consolidating. It had a disruptive, you know, and I, I bought the dip on this off the earnings and obviously I sold it that night because it came right back or it came back, you know, three or four bucks, but it's in consolidation. I would say it doesn't probably get that interesting until it gets above 185. Again, this is like the big darling of, you know, you're not going to get a Zscaler move in salesforce.com. It's a lot bigger company. I mean, if we look at market caps and, you know, I don't have them in front of me, but I can grab it quickly. You know, you got a Zscaler you have it in front of you. No, but it's big. Zscaler, market cap. And that's what you have to look at, 14 billion. CRM, market, big comp, market caps don't go up like that because they can't. 158 billion. So you're talking about a company that's 15 times the size of Zscaler. So you're buying CRM saying eventually it's going to get a move like Zscaler. It's not. It's just too big of a company. So it's more, it's beta is going to be a lot lower than a Zscaler. But it gets interesting if it gets above 182, 183. Story's still hot. Cloud is hot. It's in consolidation. This is maybe an area of time where you strike. I don't love that it had, you know, it wasn't responding well to the disappointing earnings. I don't love that it, it really was, didn't uh, respond it was the last couple of days. It was, it was good earnings, bad right. guidance. To me, this one is, uh, I want to call it a right simple now. trade, but just look at 171. 
you had a low um, at, uh, I believe, on the earnings day at 170.69. Then back on the 27th, you had a low at 171.37. So to me, two lows in the same area. You're holding it above it. You're looking at a swing trade here. That's your exit point. As far as looking for a rebound, man, it's having trouble. It's really having the major resistance is up at 182, 183, but it's really having a hard time getting back up there. So I would just look at the high from yesterday's short term target, 177.52. Uh, above that, the old time close, no, not old time closing high, but. Uh, your high, I believe it was the day before earnings was 181.10. So there's another target for you. All right, as far as upcoming catalysts, um, I'm watching the REIT. There are the National Association of REIT uh, conferences going on today uh, through Thursday. Uh, Costco expected to report May sales tomorrow morning. Keep that on your radar. And don't forget that the Nevada, uh, the Vegas casinos are going to open their doors on thursday so and we've had a run in those casino stocks I, well, actually yeah. we haven't i was feeling like we run we've well they're opening up in a when couple do they days open? thursday is when they're allowed to open their doors okay so. so thursday they're allowed to open their stores you know this is story so you know and it's so yeah. you know ridiculously simple sometimes but you know you know what you think about it maybe they're gonna run up wednesday ahead of that so it's tuesday maybe you start thinking about these things these aren't chasing maybe these casino stocks are a buy here for a couple of days ahead of it because it definitely didn't run up into it yet. And a lot of times you see these simple little things. You know, we've seen it multiple times. Even Spencer was pointing out, you know, space might go up if it's a successful launch. Nothing to do with Elon Musk, but SPCE is a space stock and it was up. And that was your opportunity. It went up that day. So, you know what? That's a great setup. So, all these casinos, Las Vegas Sands, WYNN, MGM, whatever ones are opening. I'm not following the story, but I'll go read on it after. They're all opening. Yep. They're all opening on Thursday. Yep. You know what? Not a bad idea to maybe come in here and step up and buy a little bit of casino look at this wink consolidation here holy moly yeah I mean, this I is the time a... to strike when they're in consolidation station and you got a catalyst it's a nice setup it's yeah. down here this morning right. i don't know maybe there's news on when i i, I you got to go read the, if, there's, if there's news because the market's up and wins down that's never a good thing so i would check that before just jumping into that one but you know just giving it 10 seconds of thought you always want a catalyst there's a catalyst here well, we'll see how it works out. I'm um, sorry we didn't get to more questions from the chat, but I'm going to write a few of them down and we'll talk about it at the 340 show. Thanks to our guest, Nick Shaheen. Please remember all the information from this broadcast is meant to be used as informational purposes only and not for investing or trading advice. Uh, Joel and I will be back at 340. You can catch our podcast as always or the replay of the show on YouTube. Everyone have a great rest of your day and be safe and good luck out there. Hopefully this is the last time you hear this ad, because with Chime Checking Account, features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts, or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com goals 24. That's chime.com goals 24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply.
Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.